This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals solved the Rangers on Sunday, barely. Tom Wilson leads the way and the Devils blank the Bruins in Boston. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, March 29th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, it was quite a roller coaster thrill ride on Sunday as the Capitals built up a 4-0 lead, and it looks like they were going to put the Rangers to sleep, and then they end up hanging on for a 5-4 win in regulation. A whole lot of fury to not get any points if you're New York, but for the Capitals, a bit of an interesting finish on the way to getting two points and being tied to the top team now in the National Hockey League. Yeah, not exactly how they drew it up, that's for sure. But a few takeaways from that. From your point, the Rangers, a whole lot of effort and no points to show for it. That being said, for a young team at the end of a road trip, they had had a couple of games in Philadelphia first, and for them to have clawed their way back as they did, they never did tie it, but to pull within one after trailing 4 nothing and to ultimately fall 5-4, a lot of fight. That's a pesky bunch. We've been saying it about the Rangers, that they're a pesky young team. Maybe they don't know better, but for them to have clawed their way back in the nature that they did, I was impressed by that. And for the Rangers, considering that was the front end of a home-and-home series, you wonder if there's any carryover, anything they could take from that moving into tomorrow night's rematch at Madison Square Garden. And from the Capitals' perspective, the wins, the points, they continue to pile, having now won 10 of 11, 14 of 16, 17, 3 and 1 in their last 21 overall, etc. And as they pile up the wins, now at least Peter Laviolette could maybe grab their attention at practice today and point out a few things in video session and get their attention when they reconvene on the ice as well. So maybe not a terrible thing from a Caps perspective. You don't want it to become a habit, but certainly as they continue to win and, and collect the points, a matter here that Laviolette will certainly have their attention as they now head out on the road. I really felt like we saw Tom Wilson starting to turn the corner offensively in the game on Friday against New Jersey, came up with a couple of assists, some nice chemistry with Connor Sherry. And then we see the breakout game yesterday, not just with the goals, but the physical tone setting early on to establish some physical presence that had been, quite frankly, lacking in games against the Rangers so far. Yeah, opening shift, setting the tone. His opening shift, I think even the first shift of the game, but certainly the opening minute of the first period, big open ice neutral zone hit on Pavel Buchnevich. And yeah, setting the tone early on, and that carried over throughout the afternoon for Tom Wilson. Very active, drew a power play for the Capitals as well. Uh, I think in the second period, he was moving the legs. No, that was actually in the third period. He drew a power play opportunity for the Caps. So he, he was very active Was Tom Wilson. And yes, the couple of goals. And I love the first goal, John, blocking a shot and then going the other way in transition with Jacob Verana using the wheels and uh, really a, a big tone setter and encouraging to see. It reminded me of what we saw from Tom Wilson really going back to the start of the year, January, early February, when he was arguably at his best this season. He checked a lot of boxes. Very impressive from 43. And Alex Ovechkin keeps rolling on. 11 goals in 11 games. If there were fans in the building, what you would come to see is a winning in division. Check. Alex Ovechkin picks up a goal. Check. You may not have liked the finish and the Rangers come roaring back, but all's well that ends well. And that includes Alex Ovechkin now really closing in on Marcel Dion. I don't think it's going to take too much longer the way he's going. He stays on this heater for too much longer. He's going to be fifth all time. 
Yeah, now within seven of Marcel Dion for at least a share of the top five in NHL history. And the goal that he scored yesterday, I mean, when you're hot, you're hot. And uh, almost along the goal line, just throwing it on goal, and it ultimately makes its way past Keith Kincaid. But up to 18 on the year. And I like what Peter Laviolette had to say a couple of days ago about Alex Ovechkin. It's not just the numbers he's putting up. It's also the eye test. And Laviolette suggesting he's skating more. He's using the wheels. He's active. And we've seen examples of him scoring goals off the rush in transition. And when he gets the wheels going, when he's skating and when he's moving like that, it's certainly a good sign. And 11 goals now in his last 11 games. We've seen him do this pretty much once or twice a year. But enjoy this. This is one of those vintage patented runs, and it continued yesterday against New York. In football, it's always Monday morning quarterback, a little bit of looking at the biggest position on the team, and that's what they call it. You look at what the team did right and did wrong. I guess this is going to be the Monday morning goaltending thing, and the index between the two goaltenders, both young in nature that the Capitals have, and as Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov go on here, if you ask the question after the game on Friday – say, well, he's got a shutout. He was tremendous. Uh, You look at the third period yesterday, a guy, oh my God, maybe we need a veteran backup goalie. I feel like there's a wave that, and I think I can be guilty of this too, where you look at where this team is in terms of what can they do if there was a veteran goalie to be gotten, or are you good with the kids? And I think I am still on the side that I'm good with the kids, honestly, with where they are, because you're not going to go out and get somebody that is going to be so much head and shoulders better. But you have a period like yesterday, and it does kind of give you a reach for the antacids and go, oh boy, is this going to be okay? I think it's going to be okay, but you're forgiven fans and otherwise that if you saw the game yesterday, be like, oh boy, is everything okay? Yes, I believe that it's going to be okay, but your thoughts? I agree with you, by the way, and I feel like we might even still be in the minority, John. I don't think we should be, but I, I'm i in the camp of stick with the kids. You'll be okay with the kids, and I mostly lean, I continue to lean towards Samsonov. I think what yesterday's result and the way it unfolded in the third period, I don't think it gets folks, it's not a need to hit the panic button, oh, we need a veteran. I think what it does do is maybe it gives you pause for starting him tomorrow against the Rangers. I'll say at the second intermission, I was beginning to think, shoot, he's 20 minutes away from another you know, potential shutout here. He wasn't tested a whole lot in terms of volume, but the shots he faced in the first 40 minutes, some grade A chances that he turned aside. I thought he was having another strong showing. And I said to myself, tomorrow night, he he could very well be starting a third consecutive game for the first time in his NHL career, by the way, which is crazy that that still hasn't happened. Now I wonder though, do you turn back to Vitek Vanacek tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden? Do you maintain the rotation still and then maybe you turn to Samsonov uh, later in the week when when the road trip continues but it doesn't give me pause as far as hesitating with keeping with the youth keeping with the two kids in goal it was just two nights to go Friday night again maybe it's company line but Laviolette said as well you know we don't think of them as kids anymore maybe at the start of the year we did at this point we're comfortable with what we have we don't give it a second thought Again, maybe that's that's some coach speak in there, but but I believe there's some truth in there. I think the two of them continued to show themselves well. All yesterday does, John, is to me it gives me pause maybe about starting Samsonov again tomorrow night against the Rangers. A little bit of off-ice news made late Sunday night, uh, coming in well after the game had ended. And uh, that first, before we get to Peter Laviolette and some of his comments from yesterday, but the off-ice news, the Caps resounding goalie Zach Pukali you're not familiar with him. He was kind of the fifth goaltender coming around taxi squattish and now in Hershey and playing very well there. Five and one with a goals against average of 1.49. Nice depth guy to have, Ben, when 
there may be a goalie taken. Phoenix Copley is draft eligible for Seattle at the very least, uh, but they want to build the depth in the organization and they like what they have in Zach Fukali. Yeah, and you continue to have now goaltenders signed beyond this season. Phoenix Copley is among them. So organizationally, you go down the depth chart, you have some goaltenders signed under contract beyond this season. And Fakali showed himself well. I'll admit, John, I didn't necessarily know a whole lot about him coming into this season other than the fact he was actually a second-round pick years ago in Montreal going back to 2013 and maybe potentially would have been groomed as a successor to Carey Price. Didn't pan out that way in Montreal. He's gone through a few organizations since, but in a small sample size, has shown himself well in Hershey. And if I recall correctly, it even shown himself well at the, the two scrimmages for whatever that's worth that the Capitals held in January at the MedStar Capitals Iceplex and training camp. So in a small sample size, I think organizationally they're high on him and good on him, Zach Ficali, to get a two-year extension, which you don't often see from you know guys his age that haven't yet broken into the NHL. So a multi-year deal to stay with an organization, good for him and good for the team to lock him up. Well, he's been he's been incredible. You're right. He's consistently been there for us. He's tough. He fights through things. You know, he's had things that he's had to battle through in order to stay in the lineup, and he's he's done it. He doesn't make any excuses. He's playing different positions for us. He's I think he's doing a really good job of just setting the example on how we need to play on a daily basis. That's head coach Peter Laviolette on TJ Oshie and Benny. What a day TJ had yesterday. It finally shows up in terms of points, but we've been saying for a while, it's not just the goals, the assists. He's the Swiss army knife at this point. And Peter Laviolette, obviously very happy with what he saw in number 77 yesterday. Man, what a game he had yesterday. Also, not unlike Tom Wilson, the physicality in the first period had a big neutral zone hit on Kevin Rooney, ultimately led to drawing a penalty. There was a retaliation call against the Rangers in that sequence. Camps went on the power play and then Oshie picking up some points, the eventual game winner and a couple of assists as well. And yeah, the big picture, the big story with him is the consistency, the fact that he has been able to do some heavy lifting, especially while Lars Eller has been out having missed seven straight games now with that lower body injury. And even before that had missed some time earlier this year with injury and TJ Oshie, we know him as a, a top six forward on the right side, typically, but Apparently, if you need a third line center, he can do that too. And he can go back and forth depending, you know, basically from shift to shift. One shift, he's on top line right wing. Next shift, he's third line center. The versatility with which he's shown such a valuable key cog to the Capitals. And we've known for years about the energy. It's infectious. The character that he is, the leadership that he brings has checked so many boxes and is on ice play, especially of late. Very, very impressive. Just subscribe to that theory of Jay Beagle. I just want to be a third-line center, TJ <laughs> Oshie. A couple of schedule changes the Caps announced last night, too. Don't know if you saw these. If you haven't, here you go. Late Sunday, the Caps and the NHL announcing that their game on Tuesday, April 20th in Boston has been moved up by nine days. It'll be played now on Sunday, April 11th at 7 o'clock. The home game, originally scheduled for Sunday, April 11th, will now be at Capital One Arena on Tuesday, May 11th. This is now the last game of the season and confirms at least a little bit, Ben, what we've been talking about here in this space for a while is the end of the season is going to get pushed back. Now we know across the league with the announcement coming last night, it is going to be at least May 11th. So that's three days later than we thought it was going to be. And there's no promise that it's going to end there. Hopefully it does, but a little bit of a change. Now the Caps know they're going to have Boston in for the final game of the regular season. Yeah. And not a huge, huge deal in my opinion, just in terms of the NHL, had planned for this possibility, had given themselves the 
runway, you know, before the postseason starts to potentially extend the regular season if needed. And maybe it makes things, it eases the pressure off the league now moving forward. If there are any more postponements of games, they know, hey, we, we do have a few extra days there. A lot could happen between now and mid-May, but what we do know is the Capitals now, instead of a home game on April 11th, have a home game on May 11th. And while we're not sure what will happen between now and then, as far as fans in the building, that type of thing, the, the odds of having folks in the building or more folks in the building, it's more likely as you get into May 11th, as opposed to April 11th. So potentially uh, a good sign there, as far as Caps fans are concerned to who are looking forward to returning to Capital One Arena. We switch gears around the Mass Mutual East Division on Sunday. Ty Smith throws it in front. And Kyle Palmieri is there to deflect it past Yarrow Halak. The Devils draw first blood. Yeah, that's Kyle Palmieri picking up his seventh goal of the season. It came in the first period, staking the Devils to a 1-0 lead over the Bruins. It would stay that way until 70 seconds left in regulation. Patrice Bergeron appeared to put home a rebound. The Devils goaltender Mackenzie Blackwood failed to cover. But Blackwood was interfered with. Devils coach Lindy Ruff challenged at one, and that's all Blackwood would need to preserve a 40-save, one nothing shutout at TD Garden. A big hit, Ben, to the Bruins' hopes of holding on to that four spot in the East. The Bruins now 11 back of Washington for the top spot, seven back of Pittsburgh for third, and only three ahead of Philly, five ahead of the New York Rangers. And the second time in less than a month, the Devils have earned a one nothing win in Boston. Mackenzie Blackwood with the shutout this time. It was Scott Wedgwood with the shutout. The last time they won one nothing, And regarding the Bruins, they're a shorthanded bunch right now. They've been dealing with the injury bug for so long this year. Then on top of it, you put some of their COVID absences. Again, they didn't have Brad Marchand last night. You're dealing with Tuka Rask fighting the injury bug right now. Uh, not that goaltending was the issue in this one, but as they look to potentially try to hold that fourth seed in the East and potentially try to make up ground in the division, uh, they'll have to do it without some key cogs here for the foreseeable future. They've been a short-ended bunch for so long this year, and it continues now uh, as we head into the stretch run. Down on the farm, the Hershey Bears get a game-winning goal for Matt Molson. They went 3-1 yesterday over Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Hershey now 11-4-2 on the season. Phoenix Copley made 26 saves in the win. Quickly, tonight in the Mass Mutual East, the Flyers travel to Buffalo to take on the Sabres. Islanders are in Pittsburgh to face the Penguins. The standings on this Monday morning look like this. The Capitals in first place by two over the Islanders, 50-48. to 48. The Capitals still also with a game in hand. Pittsburgh at 46 in third. Boston, seven back at 39. Philadelphia, 36 in fifth. The Rangers, two back of the Flyers for fifth at 34. Big loss for them yesterday against the Caps, especially coming up with nothing. And the New Jersey Devils, yeah, I guess we got to start talking about them too. They've got 30 after their win and now single digits back of a playoff spot. Long shot, yeah, probably, but still, big win for them in Boston. Uh, the Bruins, Benny, your last take here on the standings. Uh, the Bruins trying to hang on and hold off the Flyers, the Rangers, and what the heck, let's throw in the Devils too for a while, <laughs> while we're at it. I was going to say the only thing working in the Bruins' advantage right now is the fact that they still have games in hand because they've missed so many for a variety of COVID games being postponed, but you got to win those games that you have in hand, and they haven't been able to do so at least uh, – you know, in some recent examples, but um, my thought is the Bruins still finish in, in the top four. There's too much talent there once they do get healthy, and I don't know what to make of Philadelphia Flyers if they're ever going to get out of their own way, but as the Flyers begin the week with a series of games in Buffalo, an opportunity for Philadelphia, if they're going to make a charge, this is the week to start doing it with some games against the Sabres on the itinerary.
Caps Rangers tomorrow at 7. Coverage begins with that guy at 4 o'clock with Caps game day. Network Air is at 645. Have yourself a real spiffy Monday, Ben. Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.